millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwich. Hello, dear listeners. There it is again, still just about the sound of the railway train, just about still on the rails. Joining me to consider the terminus that's looming in the distance now. Joining me is Station Master Neil Fisler. Welcome to the show, Neil. I prefer to be called the Fat Controller, actually. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you Fat Master. Probably <laughs> the nicest thing you could have said there, Nick. <laughs> to all draw listeners up there at St Andrews this afternoon. Um, a game, a strange game, I felt, Neil. Um, high drama mixed with some fairly... Um, slapdash defending and you know silly silly moments that gave away um, some promising situations at the especially once we got back into the game in the second half but there's 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 much to debate about the, the game but it just feels a bit like we've given away a big situation um, this afternoon how did you feel after that mate 50 years ago we Birmingham City buggered up our, our chances of playing in yeah. the first division they did. And history's actually repeated, or 51 years ago, I think history's actually repeated itself, isn't it, really? But they didn't bugger it up. I think we nosed it up ourselves, really, didn't we? There was not enough. We didn't We didn't show enough ambition for most of the game. No, and no. to be quite honest, the result was what this Millwall team is about. Yeah, we're a very dogged team. We're a very determined team. We can ground out results when it's needed but we just didn't show enough I don't think I think we needed to go for it a little bit more and there was a lot at stake um when we at 1-0 1-1 I'd rather we lost 3-1 and went down really fighting than 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 dragging out this lingering death that is our playoff hopes and ambitions and it's it's quite a frustrating situation where you sat there watching the game and you're just thinking go for it bloody go for it but but we just don't we don't have that umph at times do we I don't know if it's the players or if it, it yeah it's more likely the manager's tactics but 
combination of both. I, I saw, um, I think it's Tony Dolby, uh, Dolby on online. I think that's Tony, ex Millwall player, obviously. If yeah. so, um, and he posted the other day, he might have been yesterday, that in these situations, we've you know, we've, we've got the big time potentially on the table, but in these situations where you need three wins from three matches, good, good teams press ahead and make it happen. Um, and I, I, I thought that was quite a telling point because he's right, you know. Some situations, the big teams, the big time players step up to the to the plate and they make it happen. And we, again today, um, we've brought Keith and Bell back into the midfield today, which I was a bit I couldn't quite see the purpose of, other than the fact he's going back to Birmingham City. I don't know if that's in intended as some kind of farewell St Andrews for him or something. I don't know, but I didn't see what Keith and Bell particularly brought to us that Billy Mitch wasn't supplying, unless Billy was. I was overstretched and I would have thought Bill would, Billy would have loved to have been in that big time situation today. But anyway, but again today, Neil, we started fairly cold. I mean, they hit the post inside in the first minute from a free kick. Yeah, we got um, lucky with that, didn't we? That's extremely hard. lucky. <laughs> we, and we got extremely lucky. So they've hit the woodwork listeners in on inside one minute. And then um, I've noted down a free header on, I think it was 14 from a, a corner. Um, which was put worldwide in the event, but free header. Um, the uh, this and this has been a little bit of a regular thing lately. As 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 the season has got hot, we we seem to have frozen a bit. Nil um, nerves, do you think? Or it's potentially nerves. I think there's no other. Yeah, there's plenty of things you could say. You could say it's the tactics again. It's just. Do we start slow? But we, but you're right. We seem to be starting slow, but we end quite strong. Yeah, it was kind of bipolar Millwall, wasn't it? As always, it's just one of those. Uh... Well, it is because I mean, I mean, I'm going back to the first half. So they've hit the post. They've had a free header, and my my note to myself, listeners, was that we were halfway through the half, nothing going on from the Millwall perspective. But then we had a little bit of a, a phase where we actually raised our game, and when we raised our game, Neil. We don't look bad. There's a bit of a, a few chances on in succession around the 30-minute mark, and there was that shot from Hutchinson that was somehow headed off the line. I mean, it, it was a, it was either the most brilliant thing you'll ever see, or it was a really lucky, <laughs> right time, right place moment from the defender. It was a full, full-throated, um, full-blooded blast on goal from Sean Hutchinson, and that could have gone in the net and maybe the that game. Ball thanks to Rang, didn't it? I think there was yeah. a couple of people, and it came out to him. It was one hell of a shot. I'll give him that but the defender was there. I think Birmingham were there for the taking. Haven't they conceded a load of goals? Ten. Ten in two ten. games. Yeah, yeah with ten in two games. McDonald's boy there is under pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd love to... I'd, I'd absolutely have loved to have seen him in tears again. <laughs> it would have been nice. favourite club. But we didn't impose ourselves, Neil. I think no, that's, we didn't that's... impose ourselves on the game. And that's what's... That is the most frustrating... Um, yeah, well, I'm not advocating we go out gung-ho from the very first whistle because then you end up on the end of a 5-0, 5-1 win if you don't go a goal up or two. Yeah. We just didn't show enough for an awful lot of that first half. No, they hit the post just before half-time. They hit the post again, so there's twice they've hit the woodwork, um, you know, and... Yeah, but that guy causes some problems, that guy up front. That, yeah, that, um, what was his not name? Taylor, the other one. Bakuna, Bakuna. Bakuna, yeah. Strong player. Um, they, we made them look 
I'm for, I agree they were there for the taking and they're clearly a team with issues. If you can concede 10 goals in two games over Easter, then clearly um, defensively uh, they're, they're fragile. But we didn't exploit that. Um, first half oh, closed out. No, we didn't. Um, yeah, well, we made them look like Liverpool, quite frankly, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> we just said, it's, it's, it's just this Millwall, it's just this mentality that at times that we want to make things as hard as we can for ourselves. And uh, we were ruled on by a substantial backing. 1,800 travelled up yeah, there. Yeah, 1,800 was all the tickets that they would give us. Yeah. Um, I think we'd have probably sold a few more if we could have. And there just wasn't an awful lot to get excited about for awful long periods of that first half, mate. No, I mean, half-time, nil-nil. I've put written here my notes, listeners, that we've ridden our luck because they've hit the woodwork twice. They've had a, a wide-open head. And, a, you know, another team would have expected to have put on target at the very least. We did have that chance from Hutchinson and we're unlucky. I think it was a save from Murray Wallace in the lead-up to that moment. So you've got this strange um, bipolar thing. I think that's a good way to put it, Neil. Whether it's politically correct or not, I don't know, listeners. But it's, it's this lurch between... Uh, insipid and then really looking quite um, quite bright when we get it together. But the second half started, with, we're back to insipid again because there's just some flappy defence and, and a free shot on goal from the six. I think that was Taylor that scored that opening goal on, on, on 46 minutes. Um, fired home from, from close. And we just look so panicky in defence for a big situation. Now it's, it feels a little bit... Um, unforgivable in the big situation to go to pieces in that way. You know, um, as as the tweet from Dolby said, Tony, um, big, good teams don't do that, do they? They, they? they rise to the occasion. Mate, if you think that bipolar is not politically correct, wait until we get onto the penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, our, uh, I think, I think, I think the defence was our strong point earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah. For an awful long time, but it just seems that since Hutchinson went out of the side, since he got injured, something's not been right back there. I think we had a few injuries, didn't we? Didn't Ballard get injured just afterwards? Ballard was injured. I mean, Ballard was in a bad with with Bakuna. uh, He was a good player, actually. Um, They had a couple of good players. I mean, I I don't know what issues go on at Birmingham to generate uh, two losses with 10 goals conceded, but... Um, I thought going forwards, they didn't look like too bad a, a sign. But as you rightly said, you know, we we allowed them to look look good, didn't we? We didn't really match them where we needed to match them through the whole game, really. Yeah, um, serious. There was no Jed Wallace in there. No Jed Wallace. Um, no, Jed, no Jed, no party. Yes. And no. This, this is an insight, I think, into what life could be like without him next season. Because he's that creative spark, I think, and... Well, yeah, yeah. Have another one, to be quite, <laughs> you know, to be quite frank. Um, no, no. Creative spark. We do look short of ideas. It's almost as if we haven't got any players that can grasp the nettle, if you like, to get us going to to fire us up a little bit. We have no magic. I mean, what we do have. Okay. What we do have, and the introduction of Mason Bennett, who spends a lot of time out injured, but when he does come in, listeners, 67, he, he, he produces, sorry, 63rd minute, um, he produces industry. And like Tom Bradshaw up front, um, another industrious player. And that's that, I think, is the 
the replacement for Jed's ability to do the unexpected and to produce moments of, of, of sheer quality and magic, as we've said. Um, I mean, it was great to 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 get back into the into the game on sixty seven. That was a cross from Bennett um, and headed back, I think, by Danny Mack. Um, and a player that I was going to actually criticise, but he, Oliver Burke slotted it in. But I, I'm not convinced by Oliver Burke, despite that that well taken goal. Um, that's going to be sound very contradictory. But uh, I think Burke Neil is was brought in to try and supply some of the stardust that we're going to lose with Jed, and I don't I don't think is the answer. Person. Yeah, no, to be honest, for a player who's gone for what, eighteen million pounds in transfer fees? Very like highly. Yeah. Has been capped by Scotland. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Maybe not helped by injury. Maybe not. Maybe not. He played an awful lot of deep before he arrived with us. I mean, he took the goal well. He took the goal well. I mean, I, I, I... Oh, very well. And I think a couple of times well, yeah, well, a couple of games. He's shown glimpses of what he can do. I I do yeah. recall a run and a cross at Luton, I think. Yeah, yeah. Didn't that, yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't that provide a goal for somebody attacking? I think um, Afobi finished it, I think. Yeah. Didn't he finished it very well. So there are glimpses that they... And, yeah, well, obviously you don't go for that money in and around the championship during your career without there being a player in there somewhere. No. Maybe it's a case of if we do get him, that he gets a full summer under his belt, gets completely fit and plays from the start. And then maybe you'll see a different player. But I'm very much unconvinced by him. I think if we wanted to sign him, for me, he would have to either be another season-long loan yeah, or a player that was very, very cheap that we could sign on our terms. We'll we'll see on that front. I think that was the intention behind the likes of of, of Burke and I mean Luke Freeman hasn't featured much apart from his about twelve minute cameo when he did come in before he got injured. Three minutes won it, then he got injured. Yes, so I think I think these are kind of attempts to try and replace the um, the magician that will be uh, you know hopefully uh, who knows whether we'll keep Jed or not. We can't uh, we can't really speculate at this point. But I mean, having got ourselves back into a game, it was quite open. But then we come to the penalty, and I fear that I might hear some politically incorrect terms from you now, Neil, for the concession of a very soft penalty, a very stupid penalty, I thought, by Jules Savile. I mean, a lot of rugby tackling goes on in, in football, and it seems to be tolerated to a level by referees, but you can't really complain when you've got your arms around. Lyle Taylor, the referee, in full view of the referee. They're going to give one against you at some point. Mate, it's something that we get away with quite a lot. Uh, Jake Cooper's famous one for grabbing older people in the box. Yeah. And it makes you wonder how mentally inadequate a footballer needs to be that, <laughs> that they try that kind of thing, yeah? Every now and again, you are going to get a referee who will say, no, sorry, right, that's a penalty, and away you go. Yeah, it was completely and utterly moronic. You just wonder, if, yeah, but they headed the ball too much. There's a bit too much brain damage <laughs> <up> there. Yeah? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Because it's just a completely, yeah, but it's not only us, but you see it in a lot of games. Premier a lot of teams games. do it. A lot of teams do it. 
Um, and it, it just frustrates the hell out of you that every single, or you know, 90% of, of corners and free kicks, teams are tugging and pulling and rugby tackling. Mm. You know, it is more... <laughs> Yeah, but it's more akin to a rugby tackle, and even then, that would be a red card because you're tackling <laughs> around the neck. And you just wonder why. You just wonder, don't they? Don't they think that you that you're rolling the dice? And it was as soft as you like, but it was definitely a penalty. It was a penalty. The, the referee had let one go earlier on. Um, I think that was Jake Cooper who had ro- kind of rolled with um, Lyle Taylor into the back of the net, and there was a bit of hoo-ha after that so you know it was an officious referee but you can't actually disagree with his decision and and he'd let some go already and you can't keep expecting the referee to let go I mean I suppose you could argue consistency but that's against the rules and you're going to get punished for it at some point I I, I don't understand it Um, I don't understand it and I don't know why managers I don't want to tolerate it now yeah yeah I'll say to them yeah but if I was there if I was the manager today, when Cooper came in, I'd have put his head through the wall. Yeah? Because that was a totally unnecessary thing to do. I think we were on top at the time, weren't we? They hadn't they hadn't seized control of things. We several several did it, didn't he? So it was several yeah. who but it was unnecessary and I, I I guess Lyle Taylor's well, he's a striker, so you'd expect him to be dangerous, but um, at one each, striker in that situation, if he's six foot nine and quite likely to plonk his head on the ball, you roll the dice a little bit, don't you? But not a bloody little Guinness head muppet that used to play <laughs> for the spotters. <laughs> and, I, no, I agree. I agree. I, 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 we, I mean, the game is level, the stakes are still big. I don't get the mentality that says you, you wrestle a player in front of the referee. I mean, I. Maybe if you're chasing the game, maybe if you can't go two goals behind, maybe, I don't know. But you're going to have to expect a, a penalty and therefore, probably, in all probability, a goal to be awarded against you. Uh, and lo and behold, um, Taylor, it turns out, is a um, a pretty lethal penalty taker. With a, yeah, with a strength. Crackles the run-up. Well, he's walked up to it and waited yeah. for the, the goalkeeper to move it. I mean... Yeah, but Bart almost got there, to be honest. <laughs> Because yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but it's just it's just so so frustrating that that you're in that you put yourself in that situation to start off with. You need to get a win, yeah. And it's like everything else we've spoken about in this game. And you've got a player who blows hot and cold. He goes against make him fucking walk home from Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Because get him make his own way. I mean, get on the train with the fans and hear about it. Contributed towards us more than likely not getting in the playoffs. Well, I mean, at two one, I mean, I I I, I felt the season was finished at that point. Um, We we then opened up late, late, late um, with a few. um, You know, we've got a lot of added time added on by the referee for various reasons. I thought was unlucky with a couple of chances afterwards. Yeah, it was my it was my choice for man of the match today because I just like his industry and I like his willingness to keep going. Um, You know, there was no one that was particularly brilliant out there today, Neil. I felt, but if you're going to choose one, I'd sooner choose a bloke that looks like he 
wants it and tries hard and and, and keeps yeah. largely speaking within within the rules of the game. Um, the the penalty was um, high drama. I mean, um, what did he give it for? I've got absolutely. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what he gave the penalty for. Well, yeah. I, I, I confess, listeners, I, I, I actually lost my connection, and just in the in the moments leading up to the penalty, I lost the connection, so I can't answer your question, Neil. I, Mate, a ball came back. over into the box. Yeah. <laughs> And it looks as if he's the one with the long hair who needs as if he needs to go to oh, a football. Certainly, yeah, they've got Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a bloody wrestled somebody to the ground. They showed it from about 15 yeah, angles on I follow. And you still didn't have really any idea I mean, the what he gave it for. I mean, the referee wanted to play some drama in the afternoon, um, late, 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 and he, which he did. I mean, well, again, cool, cool blood to t- uh, take a penalty in that situation. The phobie did well to put it away. I wouldn't have fancied taking that personally. Listeners, with, uh, you know, 1800 big fans. balls time. That is that is definitely big balls time. You need big to get balls time, in, yeah. Um, in picture, and, and you step up and, and you finish it, but. And then we made a little run on 90 plus eight. Beard Tyler managed to win a corner, which unfortunately didn't work out. So there it is, two each. Um, I mean, you've got to say, I'm just looking at the league table, Neil, as as as, uh, as the afternoon finished. I mean, three points now separate us from Sheffield United. One more point for Sheffield means we're out of the the, uh, the playoffs, presuming that we beat um, uh, Peter. I mean, we've still got a, 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 they've got a plus six goal difference. So the odds are stacked against us, really. Um, but while there's life, there's hope, I suppose. Um, and then we've got a win at Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I think you've got to manage your expectations, listeners, on this one. Um, I mean, it's it's a, been a curious season, Neil, and I feel like we are talking about the end of the season now, really, be, uh, although I think we've got to be realistic, because there's been some moments of pretty poor football mixed with some moments of high drama and, and some good stuff too. And it's it, it's it's felt very Gary Rowity. I'm, I'm going to re- re- revive that expression, Rowity, because you never quite know what you're going to get. But invariably, it's this mixture of good and, good and bad, you know. Mate, I think it's a lot better than we've seen at times under other managers. Yeah, we are seventh. Uh, I do take that point, yeah. We are seventh. We're pushing for the playoffs, even yeah. though ultimately I don't think we'll make them. No. So you've got to say that overall it's been quite a positive season uh, in in lots and lots and lots of ways. I think the positivity, out, positivity outweighs anything negative. Uh, we've not been out by injuries. I think no COVID has played its part, which it has for everybody. But it I has think only one small squad, a smaller squad, and we aren't financially blessed where we can. No, quite a big squad. No. Uh, so, I think when you sit down and you look at this season on in the cold light of day in June, July time, you'll think it's been a decent season. It'll be another story of what could have been. Mm. But I think at one stage we were worried that we were going to get dragged into the relegation mire, weren't we? We were. That's right. I think around about, I think around about what the end of last year, uh, the beginning of this year. I forget when it was. You was 
The football was absolutely awful. Yeah. Uh, and you just didn't know what we were going to do. I mean, you and me do a few history shows in our time. Um, I'm trying to think of many times. I'm get, presuming we're going to finish seventh, but that's seventh or eighth. Um, I'm trying to think of many times. There won't be many times, listeners, where we finished as a club higher than that. There'd be one or two. You, know, you can probably reel off the occasions and off, off the top of your head. So it will be some achievement to finish seventh. And I'm still left with this curious kind of what-if feeling out of it all, though, Neil. It, it, I mean, today probably... Um, you know, depicted that quite quite clearly. It, it, situations where we, we've got we've got potential rewards in within almost within grasp, and somehow we've contrived to, to let it let it slip. Speaking, I'm hoping that this is a platform that Gary Rowett, presuming that he stays, presuming the club will back him um, to some level anyway. That this is a platform that we can use to build on because that's got to be. That's that, that's got to be what we try to do from here. Um, I'm guessing that we finish seventh. Let's, let's let's keep our fingers crossed on that front. It's got to be seen as a platform to move forwards from. Um, I I hope anyway. Yeah, yeah, but that's hope. Yeah, but yeah, but that's hope. That's the case. Well, as, as historians, we probably would say <laughs> it's a rare it's a rare time that that's ever happened. So we'll see what the summertime brings. <laughs> um, I think this is the time. I think we're going to need a big squad clear out this year. And there's yeah. a few that I I would not. There's a few players out of contract. Yeah, a fair few I wouldn't keep. We've got a few players on loan, and I know we say this is Rowett's chance to stamp his mark on the squad, but this is his squad. I think the majority of it, or quite a lot of it, now isn't it? To all intents and purposes. He bought a lot of these players in. Yeah, this is largely his squad. Um, and it is, it is a curious mixture for me, listeners, that we've done both well and should have done better. Um, and, and we could have been looking at relegation at one point. So, not exactly. I think... so and, and here we are in April talking about how we could have made the playoffs. And so it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. No, no. I'm gonna just gonna run through a few tweets that I've liked on my Twitter feed just to give us a, f- a feeling from the 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 reaction online so far. Kevin Fuller thinks the race has been run now, but to have a chance still, and it is an outside chance, with still two games to go to go to run is some achievement from where we were. I think that's probably what we've been saying, largely speaking, there, Neil. Um, and Peter Gray says the sheer fact we can get and score a penalty in the 96th minute to keep us within reach is just as insane as it gets. Ed Castle thinks that the Rowett train nearly sitting at Cannon Street and ready to go, but it's been 15 minutes wait now. The driver has come on once and said there's a technical issue and he's trying to resolve before we can leave. Some of the passengers are now heading back onto the platform. <laughs> I think he's pursued... <laughs> pursued the train metaphor a long way there. Well done. Well done to, to Ed. Um, and Jake Sanders, just to conclude, a phobia's penalty keeps Mill's season alive. That's a really poor result, says Jake. I think that's... It, it's it's a hard time of the season. I think it is a poor result, given the situation, Neil. So I think that's actually a fair assessment from Jake Sanders. Yeah, we're punched above our weight again. Yeah. And, well, let's face it. <laughs> it's not a bad position to be in. We're punching above our weight. 
yeah, really, we really we ought not to be anywhere near where we are in the table. No, um, it's going to be interesting to see how we develop this situation. I think that's that's going to be key. Um, still an outside chance going into next week, uh, and then we'll see what what you know what happens over the course of the. I summer. really do hope the manager does stay. And I, I, I know I've been critical of him at times, but. He's as good as we're going to get at the moment, I think. Yeah, all of these, well, all these nostalgic, let's get Morrison in and... Yeah, I mean... Like Harris was back, that kind of thing, because he's done something at Gillingham or he was doing something at Gillingham. I'm not sure where they are in the table now. I mean, Steve but, Morrison's an unproven quantity. I mean, 19th in the table, we're, we're seventh. So I think that's the answer to... You know that at the moment, I get. I know that football changes, and then Harris. Well, I think we've 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 heard that song before, haven't we? I mean, he was he was good for what he was good for, but I, I think I think you're right. I think Gary Rowett does uh, give us a sense that we're aiming for a higher level, and some of the players that he's signed, however, it's in some cases not completely worked out. I'm thinking of, of Burke and, and Freeman and, and a phobie to some level. Um, they he do manages, all... manages to his strengths, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do wish that his coaching staff had a little bit of an attacking flair because they all seem to be defensive coaches, don't they? I know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at that. Were defenders? Adam Barrett was a defender. Rowett was a defender. They're not. We're not naturally a side that, and we've said it already. We don't seem to impose ourselves on games. No. And I'm, you know, I'm just catching myself saying Benic Afobe jury still out, but I mean, he's a 12 goal striker for us this this season. Tom Bradshaw's on nine, and then obviously Jed and and uh, on six in, in third spot. And Murray Wallace, our third highest striker, Neil, for the season, six goals at the moment. That says um, a lot, I think. That, but 12 isn't a bad return. No, it's not. No, yeah, no, I no. know we get carried away. Mitrovic scoring forty odd goals, but Christ Almighty, they're paying him more than our entire squad costs. Yeah, they're paying him hundreds of thousands of pounds a week to do that, and we're shopping at the bargain end of the. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're in the Primark, and they're, they're shopping in the Waitrose, aren't they? All <laughs> in the Waitrose. That's right. Uh, yeah, but we. But we need to be aiming for we need to be aiming for the little and the Audi, really, don't we? Somebody that's a bit of an unknown quantity. We need okay. to find that. Yeah, we need to find that. Um, whether that's going to come through from the the ranks of the academy and the youngsters, I don't know. Um, I don't think we'll see any dramatic changes to the eleven next week. We still are. In with an outside shout, depending on other results. You know, it doesn't do it, does he? There were three or four times. No. I think last season was it when we didn't have anything to play for. Yeah. In the last three or four weeks, of, or the last two or three, four games of the season, and he just—I think everybody wanted was it Bury to play and one or two other a little bit of some other kids, yeah, Zach. Yeah, yeah, and he just wouldn't, and he just wouldn't play them. I don't think he's that type of manager. I think. No. Jacket wasn't to an extent, but I think at the last game of the season, especially at Wolves, he threw on Phil Pot and a few others, didn't he? 
Jamie Philpott who yeah. plays at Glebe. Um, in the um, this season, isn't he? Southern Counties League. So anyway, that, that's 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 another story. Um, we shall see, listeners. Um, I do think that we are now at the end of the of the line, but we will be back after the Peterborough game next Saturday to to um, you know to chew over the cud. I want to say a big thank you to Neil to take time out your Saturday night. Thanks for joining. Can I me, just have one thing? Of course you can. I'd just like to send. Everybody's condolences to Mark Beard. Yes, cool. yeah. player. Yeah, uh, great guy, great mate of mine. Uh, doesn't like talking about his goal against Arsenal at when uh, <laughs> yeah, well, like Ivory too much. Ivory, yeah. <laughs> who lost his dad, Mick? This Saw that. Yeah, uh, Mick. For anybody that doesn't know, he he was a great scout for us. He brought through an awful. A lot of good young players with Millwall through and through, like the entire family are. And Mick sadly died this week, and I know it's hit Mark a lot. And uh, and I just want to say, rest in peace, Mick, and thank you for everything that you did for our football club. Well said, thank you, Neil. Yeah, I, I saw the um, the club put out a, 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 a tweet, um, rest in peace, Mick Ben. I just want to. Add my name to that. Um, well said, Neil. Uh, huge thank you for taking time out tonight, mate. And um, we'll be back next week, listeners, after the Peterborough game. So until then, thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Millwall. And bye for now. Normally, uh, at this point, listeners, I'd be rolling the music to fade out the, the, the show. Um, however, as I'm doing the editing for this show, I'm just looking at a tweet by Frankie Christo, the son, Millwall fan, Frankie, uh, mentioning an incident today where um, a 60-year-old Millwall fan has been seriously injured, Frankie says, and a 30-year-old Birmingham supporter has been arrested. Um, I don't know any more details about the situation other than what is on social media. I'm not going to speculate or say anything more than that. Um, that's confirmed by West Midlands Police. Um I just want to send my thoughts and best wishes to that Mill supporter uh, and his family um, and just obviously wish him all the best. Uh, as I say, I'm going purely by the, the tweet. This has come up really as I'm finishing editing the show. So just send, want to send the thoughts and prayers of all Mill supporters to the fan concerned and we'll be praying for good news. Um, and that story will no doubt unfold um, over the days ahead. Um, but yeah, thoughts and prayers to the person concerned. Thanks for listening, listeners. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.